This is Liz Edwards, your host, and today I am joined by Dr. Jane Choi. We're at our Franklin location, and it's so good to be with you. Always good to see you, yes. Liz. Yes, and so we're, we're just getting to know everyone on our staff, and I always love when you tell me the story of how you got into allergy. Okay, so take, gotta remember which version I told you. <laughs> um, I'll start with, I feel really blessed and honored to get to do what I do. I have in my career, not intentionally, been outside of clinical medicine for a season, and that time not taking care of patients gave me a, a new appreciation for what a blessing and honor it is to get to be involved in actual patient's care and to do that day in, day out. Um, I went into medicine thinking I would probably do some kind of primary care. Um, I was very involved in inner city medicine, in um, overseas missions trips, and for all of those things it seemed to make sense, and I loved taking care of children. Um, so with all those things I always pictured becoming a pediatrician or maybe family practice. Um, but then as I was doing an internal medicine residency, I had signed up for a two-week rotation in allergy in our division. And this was in Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, the allergy division was at Johns Hopkins. So it was an excellent um, division to do a rotation through. I had actually, to be very honest, signed up for that rotation because at that time it was probably the easiest on your schedule. And it was before Christmas time and during my residency, I'd been so busy, I had not yet been able to buy Christmas gifts on time for my brothers and my parents um, the first two years of residency. So I thought, you know, this year, it's my third year, I'm gonna go ahead and plan ahead now that I know how hard residency is and do an easy rotation. And during that time, I'll get them Christmas gifts. So I signed up for this easy rotation. But as I showed up to clinic every day and worked with now whom I know to be amazing giants in the field at that time, mm -hmm. um, Dr. Frank Adkinson, who was leading the way with a national camp study for asthma that right. helped to change the landscape of how we managed asthma. I worked with Susan McDonald, who discovered the basophil as a woman scientist. Um, Peter Kretikos, who's who was one of the fathers of immunotherapy. I, I didn't know even at that time that that department was so rich um, in our field. But what I found as a resident was I was drawn into the science and the, the clinical aspects. The patients we were taking care of was much more than a runny nose and um, sneezing and itchy eyes, which is what I had stereotyped the field of allergy to be. Mm -hmm. um, instead, it was the complexity of asthma that was causing a child to um, get behind in school or immunodeficiency food allergies were really burgeoning at that time, our understanding of peanut allergy, mm -hmm. um, working with Bob Wood, who was one of the grandfathers of peanut allergy in his peanut allergy clinic. The whole two weeks were fascinating, and I came home every night to read more on every topic, the immunology, the inflammatory pathways. Um, the therapies were amazing because in many of the other clinics at that time that I had done rotations through, many of the treatments were more um, about controlling symptoms. Mm -hmm. But what I found to be different about allergy was not only were we prescribing treatments to help control the symptoms, we actually were starting to come out with treatments that changed the underlying nature of the disease. 
And the main one that impressed me was allergen immunotherapy. Lay people call it allergy shots. And um, as a medical resident who did not know much about the field of allergy, my perception of allergy shots was honestly low. <laughs> it seemed weird. It seemed barbaric. Okay. I wasn't sure if there was a lot of science behind it. Um, I was... I was not a pro-allergy shot person. It seemed like an excessive treatment that parents would take their kids to for seasonal allergies. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. honestly my perception, even as a doctor, but as a resident in internal medicine. But wow, as I did that rotation and I saw that allergen immunotherapy could help heal kids with severe allergic asthma, um, that there were adults and children with allergic rhinitis so severe that they were sick most of the year with sinusitis or bronchitis. They were never well. Um, and it was due to their severe underlying allergic rhinitis that was so poorly controlled right. that they had chronic sinusitis. Or anytime they got a virus at school, because they already had poorly controlled allergic rhinitis, they would tip over easily into a sinusitis or strep pharyngitis. Mm -hmm. um, and then I learned the science between behind immunotherapy is very well-founded and induces a change in the natural history of the disease, which in lay people's terms means it comes pretty close to healing the disease. If you finish a finite course of three to five years of immunotherapy, there is almost a permanent resetting of your immune response to the allergens so that it is down-regulated and it stays that way in many patients for the rest of their lives or at least for several decades. And I think as a parent, and I, I have a child that went through immunotherapy and is on the other side doing fabulous. Yes. Um, and, and you talk about that, the commitment that has to be made, um, but just knowing that it changes the trajectory of, of an immune system, uh, what other medicines do we have out there that can yes. do that? You know? I often, now when I have patients completing their three to five years, I congratulate the parents and I look at the child and say, <laughs> you need to thank your parents yeah. because they have just gifted you with getting rid of this disease, I married into a very atopic family. <laughs> so as I, and I dated late in life and got married late in life. So I was dating my current husband while I was a fellow in allergy. And I remember clearly the first time I went to Bluebell, Pennsylvania to meet his parents because we became very serious and he was going to propose. As I sat around the dinner table, my then prospective father-in-law, mother-in-law and sister-in-law, and even the dog, they were all scratching the back of their throats with their tongue while they were eating. It's an odd noise, but folks who have severe allergies will recognize it where they... Yes. And because their throats are so itchy during pollen season uh -huh. that you relieve the itching in the back of your throat by rubbing your tongue against there, and it makes an odd noise. But we would just be conversing, and then they would randomly each stop and scratch their throats for a little bit with their tongue. It was spring, and it was tree pollen season, and I thought, I'm marrying a really atopic family. And I knew at that time that my now husband, Ben, was also very atopic because on one of our dates, I skin tested him and his arm blew up and he needed steroids the next day. I love that you skin tested him on a date. It was a practice. <laughs> but all to say, um, my husband is currently on allergy shots now, but we have talked so many, we've discussed so many times, you know, it would have been so nice if his parents, who just didn't know, Sure. And it was a different generation and a different time. Exactly. But they didn't know that they could have done this for him 
in middle school and high school. And he wouldn't be dealing with it as a stressed out father of three children, <laughs> running his own business with business travel. Yes. But we have still made a commitment for him to be on allergen immunotherapy because he is so severe in his disease that even on a maximal medical regimen, he still has to be treated for a bad sinus flare three or four times a year. Okay. Not counting you know, the downtime and productivity at work the side effects right. of medications as he gets older. So we've made that commitment now. And so um, two of my three children have inherited my husband's very atopic genes. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. similarly, my teenager who is now a junior, we started him on shots a year and a half ago because I know in a year he'll be out of the house and in college. And yeah. inevitably with his pollen allergy, when it comes to accumulation and he gets a bad sinusitis or bronchitis flare is always right around Thanksgiving as the semester's coming to a close because of his fall seasonal allergies accumulating into a sick sinus flare. And then again in the spring, it'll happen in early May. Again, finals time. Finals, I was thinking that. So it's always finals. the two worst times of the academic year. Mm -hmm. And he won't always have his allergy doctor mom who is coming up and giving him two squirts of his <laughs> Flonase and giving him double Zyrtec. And even with that, he breaks through. Yeah. Um, and so we have started him on immunotherapy because the thought is if he finishes a course of three years before he leaves for college, he won't have to carry the symptoms that he has to manage when he becomes even busier with his studies and his um, extracurricular activities. And so yeah, that's our, our family's journey with immunotherapy from a mother who was skeptical as it. a medical resident um, to now making sure my child is has completed three to five years before he goes to college. You brought something to mind because you were talking about nasal spray. Um, and we've talked before, you've talked uh, with media when we've done this interview before about getting ahead of it with the nasal spray. And I think, um, and, and just nasal hygiene in general. Absolutely. So I, if you ask any of my nurses, they will tell you Dr. Choi is the most fanatical about sinus rinses and nasal sprays and intranasal steroids. And that's because the upper airway is where much of our allergy respiratory disease begins. Allergic asthma, recurrent bronchitis, um, and topical steroids short of allergen immunotherapy are one of our most powerful tools to heal the inflammation process that is started by the allergic response. Often we think of allergies as these intermittent flares. Mm -hmm. You get exposed to an allergen and then you have an acute episode of sneezing, wheezing, runny nose. And it is true that that is a part of the allergic presentation, but what often gets missed and so undertreated therefore resulting in suboptimally controlled symptoms is that chronic inflammatory process that starts to get set up in your nose, in your turbinates, inside your sinuses, and even in your lower airways. So if we can start to dampen and control that inflammation, that leads to significant symptom control and less acute flares. And so um, here in Tennessee, I like to say the horses are already out of the barn. Our goal is not to chase the horses with antihistamines after the symptoms have already started, but if we can bring them all into the barn and shut the barn doors, mm -hmm. that's a much better way to control symptoms so you don't even have a seasonal flare. And one of our main tools that's now easily accessible over the counter is using something like 
a sinus saline rinse to wash out all the allergen, irritant, and mucus, mm -hmm. and then to follow up with an intranasal nasal spray like Flonase right. onto that freshly cleaned mucous membrane in your nose and in your sinuses. If you start to do that, for example, Valentine's Day every year, you will be usually one or two weeks ahead of the peak of tree pollen season. And that simple step of starting before allergen comes out in full force can really improve your symptom control consistently through the rest of that season. And you talk about this as far as, um, you know, taking a shower is not enough. You have to wash the inside the of your nose and the inside of your sinuses if you have post-nasal drainage or sinus pressure. Mm -hmm. And so that can be accomplished. There's a simple nasal rinse bottle. You can buy at any Walgreens or Walmart or online. It's called the Neomed Sinus Rinse Bottle. And it simply pushes some saline gently into your nose, into your sinus cavities, and out the other side. If that's intimidating, then a simple squirt bottle of saline. Just put some saline water up your nose and back out. Um, but either of those forms used alone, or even better, in combination as pre-cleansing before you put your nasal steroid spray, can be very powerful in heading your allergies off at the pass. Yeah. And, and basically getting more bang for your buck when Absolutely. you do use it. Yep. That's the other phrase I love to use is you yeah. get so much return on your investment mm -hmm. if you preventatively and early on, A, rinse out the pollen from the inside of your nose and sinuses and then coat it with a gentle but potent topical steroid to calm down any inflammation as it's just starting. What are you seeing right now for symptoms? We are mid-November. Um, fall is hanging on. We haven't quite had a good freeze yet. What are you seeing? So some of the main things that I've seen coming in just the past two weeks are flares of eczema because we've suddenly had um, the air become colder mm -hmm. and as a result drier. And so folks' eczema or itchiness of the skin is starting to flare. We are also seeing um, folks whose fall pollen allergies were not well controlled and have now accumulated into a bad sinusitis or um, sort of wet cough bronchitis. Okay. And so we're treating a lot of that as well. You are, in my mind, extremely thorough when you come in and work with a patient. I, I mean, talk about what that looks like on a first visit. Um, you, you're known for spending a good deal of time with the patients, which is why we so appreciate uh, everything that you do. But what does a first visit look like? So the first question I usually ask, just to see where the patient's coming from, is I like to leave it open-ended. Mm -hmm. And I ask them, what is your goal for today's visit? How can I best help you? Mm -hmm. And that tells you right off the bat sort of what they've been through and what they're expecting from the visit. And sometimes it's surprising. I have some patients who come in and their, their goal is actually to start allergy shots. And that always surprises because I like to ease my way into that because in my mind, that's always... It might be a hard sell You know, sometimes. it's a bit of a yeah. commitment, yeah. but some patients actually come in and that's what's on their mind. And that's, that's always great to know. Yeah. And, and sometimes they're actually not candidate for allergy shots, even though they, their goal is to start on allergy shots because they have non-allergic disease and then that saves them a lot of time and trouble. But so my starting question is always to see where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. um, and then we go through their main symptom that brings them in. But what I love about what we do is most of my patients, as we're talking, we realize that another set of symptoms is actually related to the main thing that they came to see 
me for. Mm -hmm. So one example would be someone with severe allergies, but in the course of going through their history or talking to them, we also see that they've been to the dermatologist three or four times for an itchy rash. And they think the two are unrelated, but as we uncover their history and find their allergy profile, we discover, oh, the two are actually related and we can treat it holistically or completely here yes. with one-stop shopping. Another common example will be they think they're here for seasonal allergies, but as we talk, they've actually been to pulmonary two or three times. And it turns mm -hmm. out that their asthma is actually related to their allergies and we can tighten up that treatment pathway, either working with their existing pulmonologist or if they don't have one yet and they were planning to see one, they realize, oh, actually it's all related. And as we look more thoroughly at this way of treating the inflammation, not just the allergies, but all of the inflammation and the allergy part, um, it takes care of both their upper airway and their lower airway disease so that they don't have to go to multiple physicians and have multiple trips. So, and I love that because it gets mm -hmm. the patient better. It's also a way of treating the symptoms, not just the symptoms, but the underlying mechanism so that you use less medications long-term. I have to ask you, what do you and your husband do in y'all's free time? If you have free time, what do you guys like to do as a family? I know you've got your parents living nearby and, and what, what do you do when you have downtime? I know it's so, um, we do love spending time with my parents. I don't take them for granted now that we've lived through a world pandemic and my oh. daddy just turned 80. So this past weekend we kicked off his birthday celebrations. Um, so we do do that. We have a, a puppy that we got during the pandemic. You got a pandemic puppy. We did. And I am in love. <laughs> she is a cockapoo with the best temperament ever. She only knows how to love and love and love. That's sweet. Um, give love and get love. And so she's been yeah. a wonderful addition. So we love taking her for walks. I love, um, I saw a t-shirt that said, I work so my puppy can have a good life. <laughs> This is true of me now. I think her haircuts, which we schedule on the dot every four to six weeks through a bubble groomer, yes, costs more than my haircuts ever cost. I, I said that about my, <laughs> I have a couple Maltese, and I'm like, I think they get their hair done more than I do. Oh, but mine definitely does. I cut my hair at home door knocker style. <laughs> but she gets groomed every six weeks. I love um, it. I have guys, three. Do you spend time outside? You've got three We kids. spend a lot of time yeah. outside. My husband and my sons are heavy into scouting, and so we love tent camping and hiking and biking. It's also... Um, one of the activities we can do, because three of my, all three of my kids are in three different stages of life, high school, middle school, and elementary. Mm -hmm. So doing things outdoors is something that we can do together. So we enjoy that. That's um, wonderful. What will you do for the holidays this year? We're actually going to do the real celebration for my dad's 80th. I have nice. two younger brothers who each also have three children. And all 17 of us are converging in a large home in Orlando. Um, to just spend the week relaxing and nice. being together with cousins. So we're really looking forward to that. Thank you so much, Liz, for um, well, the thank, interview. Thank you for, for letting us, you know, come in and we got to let you have some lunch and, and get on with your day. But it's been so good to be with you today. I would love to talk more. There's so yes. many other fun topics. We'll deep dive. We'll deep dive <laughs> Peanut later. allergy. Oh, all the biologics. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> thank Dr. Thank you. All right, have a good day. Care.